This is Let's Talk to Lucy, starring Lucille Ball. A very warm welcome to you all. I'm Gary Morton, and now, let's talk to Lucy. Hi, this is Lucy, and I'm in San Francisco, and it's a beautiful day, and I'm in a beautiful city. The children are visiting friends, and I am chatting with Mr. and Mrs. Jack Bean. Mrs. Bean happens to be the one and only Mitzi Gaynor. Mitzi, Jack, it was a quite a surprise and a very pleasant one, I might add, running into you at the uh, Fairmont Hotel. May I ask what you're doing up here? Uh, really? uh what? <laughs> Second honeymoon stuff? Well, as a matter of fact, yes, Lucy. It's very close to, uh, we were married in November up here, and uh, 10 years ago, uh, this is kind of a real special, special trip for us. So there's a lot of romance left in your soul, thank goodness. Oh, I should say, I always hope so. Just like you. Where did you go on your honeymoon? Capri. Did you? Oh, uh -huh. we, we went to uh, New York on our honeymoon, and then about five years, I guess it was after that, we went to, to Europe for the first time. And I think we liked London and Rome the best. We didn't get to Capri because every time we were there, the, it was the wrong time of the year, wasn't That's it? That's right. We've never been there in the well, season. Well, it's so popular that it's almost been the wrong time of year all yeah. the oh, time. Oh, really? Yes. Uh -huh. Even a, in the wintertime? You now? try to get... Um, they're out of season, you know, if you're smart, but it, it's very popular, so it's kind of hard to do. Jack, um, it's a very well-known fact that you are a very good manager of this lady's career. Where are you winding this doll up for at the moment? Well, uh, actually, Mitzi is on vacation. And, uh, really? Yeah. yeah. Isn't yeah. that marvelous? Really. Now, that's wonderful, uh, because I know how hard you work, but you do such a great job, I don't see how you can stay unbooked. Uh, we're starting a whole kind of a new look on, uh, we're going to do a new show, a new concert nightclub show, and uh, I wanted to get some new people, and I figured that if I could kind of just really play, not do anything, I haven't done anything except cook dinner and have it's some friends and had a, had a couple of Is dinner parties. Is that why you look so and, beautiful today? Thank you. <laughs> and sit in the sun and really kind of relapse and pull myself mm. together. And then we thought, go into it again, and then I'd work again all next year. How do you too. keep your vitality up? Well, I take vitamins, and I eat properly. Work, to me, is not work as much as it is kind of a goal and an achievement and satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And uh, you enjoy it, that I, helps. I really enjoy it. It means a great deal to me to satisfy the people for whom I am, I'm working. But it also means a great deal to kind of satisfy myself and say, oh, well, now I've learned that I can do that mm -hmm. or I can handle that situation. Now let's see what else can you do, you know, mm -hmm. the, the testing and so on. It's not, well, I suppose most people know now that show business is not a day-in, day-out kind of a thing. You know, you don't go to work at 9 o'clock in the morning and finish at 5. It's a constant thing. Uh, you don't just throw yourself together and walk around, you know. You, you prepare for the way you, you, you look or in case you're going to meet someone or if you have to give an interview. It's, it's more exciting, I think, and, and you're more aware of, of, of yourself, and that keeps you vital, that keeps you alive. And we're vain, too, that's another thing. Well, yeah, I don't actors know. Actors <laughs> are kind of, you have to be, sort of. Well, I have another word for it, Mitzi, and it's responsibility. Responsibility to your career, and your career is your own self. Whatever you weigh, that's all if you've that's got. If that's vanity, thank you for it. That's, that's true. But I, uh, I think vanity is one of those words, vain and vanity, are one of those expressions that uh, has been sort of thrown about promiscuously and like the word perfectionist. Mm -hmm. The people say you are a perfectionist with like you have a disease. That's right. And you just want it to be as good well, as you possibly course. can and do they, it. They applaud you for it. And they bought you out for it. But those of us in the business recognize it as great attention to detail and we're very proud of it. Yes. 
That's right. And, and an audience for it. appreciates it. Well, you, responsibility is a marvelous word because I think that explains it. In one, in one word. I was like. talking to Carol Burnett in New York and I asked her the difference, uh, if she felt any difference in being in an off-Broadway production or an uh, on yeah. Broadway, and she said, yes, the difference is responsibility. Mm -hmm. What is in the uh, crystal ball, Jack, for Mitzi? What does she want to do besides uh, we already talked about her act that she's getting together for next season? Well, but the uh, big plans for... Happily enough, naturally, the, as you say, the nightclub thing is terribly important. But we find and found out as we go along there'll be television to do because of the enormous numbers of people who watch it. There'll also be interesting exposure in the theater. One of the reasons we're up here is that uh, we came up to see this theater in the round in Burlingame. The theaters in the round are also another medium of exposure for Mitzi because she can concertize there. Uh, Isn't that a glamorous word? Well, it's a word. <laughs> concertize. Concertize. Sounds like I a think great... you just coined it, too. <laughs> sounds like a great big I really didn't. <laughs> I stole it. Uh, but How about Valley Center Theater in San Fernando Valley? Talked to Nick Mayo uh, maybe months ago, and one of these days we'll go there. If you are uh, tuning yourself to something in the round, which I think is quite an achievement, you said, may I say, you better mm -hmm. believe you certainly it. are booking yourself for a great many well-populated areas. Yes, right. uh -huh. very Just true. Just a yeah. fabulous. It's amazing, you see, they're theater-starved, Mitzi. That's right. And they're theater-starved for someone like you too. You are youth, beauty, and vitality, of which there ain't much left in the uh, theater. Oh, that's very nice of you. Thank well, you. I mean that. Nice. I mean that. You are clean, wonderful, vital entertainment. There's not too much entertainment, per se, around. Yeah, there's not that's... too many people who work at what they are, that they, uh, the, the things that they could do better. I think a lot of that comes from the, the personalities that are so famous right now. I'm not going to mention any names because at the moment I can't think of any. But they come from, say for instance, uh, a record because of their tremendous popularity of this particular rec record, we'll say. Clubs book this personality. And they really can't do anything yet. I blame that on the agents. I do not like the way these young people are just hung out, shoveled. Absolutely, and they're dead in what six months? Well, they, they do never, one tour. they never really did anything. No, no. They, they haven't had a chance to grow. They have they been haven't. told that they were. They have been shoved down teenagers' throats as talent. Yeah. Well, teenagers for many, many generations, not just our generation, have been eager to follow something that their parents disapproved of. That's right. Did Mama you know doesn't that? like if it. If they now, Great. if we suddenly. <laughs> liked this and approved of it and, and tried Very to dumb. make them go, they would move away from this so fast. That's right. So I guess it's something we're going to have to bear with, but you are extraordinary in my eyes because you are so alive and so wonderful and so heady. You know, you're, you're exhilarating. And on a stage, I haven't seen anything like this in many, many years. I can't remember the last performer who... Uh, raised me out of my seat and made me holler, bravo, you know, just hooray and, and, and go, on and go again tomorrow night. And then I want to run back and say, how do you do it? And uh, that is not an idle question. That's why I was so glad that you really answered me. You know, you get your rest and you uh, 
do something to stay alive besides loving your work. People are forever asking how we continue doing our work. First of all, you answered it the way I do, Mitzi. I say I love my work. So that takes off 85% of it. Plus which, you are traveling with your husband, whom you adore, and you are working side by side with someone who understands what you are doing, and this is all great. And it's great for the American public who gets a chance to see you, too. Well, Jack and Mitzi, can you steal a few minutes from your busy schedule tomorrow and join me for another session? Thank you. We will. Oh, we've loved Lucy, it. Lucy, we enjoyed it. That settles it. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and I hope you'll also be with us tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, when our guest will again be Mitzi Gaynor and her husband, Jack Bean. Hi, this is Lucy. And my guests are Mr. and Mrs. Jack Bean. Mrs. Bean, of course, is the beautiful and talented Mitzi Gaynor. Jack, everyone knows that you're doing a marvelous job managing Mitzi. Had you ever managed anyone before? How long have you been at it? The question really simply is I've been managing something or somebody all of my life. How come? What do you mean? Well, I've always been interested in show business, and I'm essentially a salesman. Yes. And a promoter. And when I was a kid, I used to book bands in my hometown. Where are you from? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh. Then I went to the West Coast to go to college and ended up at CBS, where I used to be a censor on the I Love Lucy show. Really? Oh, yes. sure. Is that something? <laughs> sure. I didn't know yeah. that. And then from there, I went to uh, MCA. Thereafter, I was fortunate enough to, to meet Mitzi. And if you're married to, at least from my standpoint, if you're married to somebody in show business, you're part of it. It's hard to pretend that you have no concern about what they're doing. I was particularly concerned that anybody who said, I have a job for Mitzi Gaynor, was giving her a proper job. So I couldn't avoid being pulled into it. And I enjoy it so much. Uh, and of course, I'm very dependent on him. I must say uh, one thing, however, that it isn't you a... You better be, because really, he really yeah. has his heart in it. Uh, for everything, though. Mm. Not only for my career. I'm terribly call him up and say, tell me that you love me. <laughs> well, you know, also to clarify one point, I'm not an agent, and I haven't really been a business manager for Mitzi. She has the normal coterie of accountants and lawyers, and I've been involved in uh, the promotion business uh, for about the last 10 years, so-called public relations. But as a part of that, I think a lot of Mitzi Gaynor. Yes. And as I go along, uh, I've grown to be known as Mitzi's manager. If that's what I am, I love it. <laughs> well, I hope that's what you are. I, I, I feel that I'm being it. managed in a way, <laughs> however. Well, that's in the home, dear, and See, that's the way it should be. Right. You certainly wouldn't want to give that up, would you? Not at all. No. You, you deserve that, you see. Thank you. I think men are around just to spoil. Oh, hey, I, it's oh, a heavenly it's marvelous. thought. Oh. No, I heavenly. really do. I, I, think, uh, I don't think that you should, we should spoil our sons. I think that we should get them just plump and ready for their wives to spoil so Smiles. that they'll appreciate what is done for them. But uh, I think husbands should be wrapped in cotton and love, but they must be worth it. I think that a lot of uh, the father image in America has been bandied about. And I say that it's a great deal of it is uh, that we must put that responsibility on the men right now, because if they would stand up for their rights and not let so much go over their heads in the home and let responsibility be taken by a woman, that they could be the head of the family because a wife, uh, a mother will always take over if she has to. They don't want to, but they will. 
They don't want to run the world. They want someone to run them. They just want to take care, take care. That's right. Uh-huh. I'm glad you agree. We do agree. I feel, however, that uh, sometimes there's such a mad scramble for whatever uh, it is that we all want that uh, the kids sometimes get left in the vacuum. I don't talk from experience, unfortunately, because we don't have a family. But it seems as though the family I grew up in, and perhaps the family you grew up in, had some values that are either forgotten or they've been dissipated. I think they had needs. Uh, Those of us who didn't, who know, from middle-class families, there was a need to do certain things. Like for girls, there was a need to help around the house. They learned to do things because my mother needed them. That's right. Certainly. The the boys had chores to do, and there were more uh, rural uh, homes who they absolutely were dependent upon the children to do things. This was great training. Now, uh, I don't know what's happened in the last generation, but... I guess it's with the mechanical age, the housework isn't as hard, the rural districts are disappearing, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. farmlands are being um, just gobbled up and done away with, and the machinery Mm -hmm. is taking taking over, so that if you want to get down to the least common denominator right in the home, even doing dishes is not the problem that it used to be, but it certainly was good therapy for all of us. I just feel that making a teenager feel needed and feel important should start in the home, in the community, and you don't just say you are important, Mm -hmm. but you really find something for them to do that is important, that is needed. I understand you uh, have, in your time, worked with juvenile uh, what? Well, I worked principally with minority groups, so I worked in in Los Angeles County in what is called a juvenile hall which is a facility which houses uh, juveniles, both boys and girls. And uh, I spent one year uh, working at uh, a veterans hospital, uh, and I wrote a thesis for a a master's degree in that hospital about 10 patients whom I had known over the years, over the two years that I was there. So uh, while we talk about these matters, and while they're very difficult to, to solve, I, yes, I am very interested in them. And what might be done, not make it easier for kids, but make it a little more understandable. Don't you think that starts, though, darling, from the very beginning, from the very beginning of training? Now, I come from a middle-class family. My mother worked, my father worked, and uh, my responsibility, and that started, I guess, when I was about seven or eight years old. I was taught how to peel the potatoes because if I didn't have the potatoes on when the folks came home, we wouldn't get dinner until goodness knows what time. So I was taught how to make the beds. I was taught how to, you know, starting from the very beginning, how to cook. I was taught to sew. I was taught to iron. As a matter of fact, there was one winter when I had, I guess, about three skirts or something, and the big ironing board came out, and the little girl and the big iron. And, of course, you know what wound up in the middle of the skirt, the iron print. And I was scared to death. I didn't know what to do. But I explained, I said, Mama, I tried. And of course, she cried, naturally. But uh, she said, well, darling, you know, bless you for for trying. But now, I don't know what I would do if I couldn't. You know, I really enjoy being able to take care of my house. Of course. And I can take care of it. And when I hire help. The things you were doing at that time, you did because you were loved. You and I had responsibility. And that's what I think Lucy's saying. We have to find a place and, and acknowledge the fact that uh, teenagers have a definite contribution. Acknowledgement is, in a sense, 
being loved. You know, there's another definition of love here that seems to be circling the globe. And I ascertain that it is to love your children, you must be uh, much more in there with the discipline. You know, if, if we don't love them enough to be firm, then we're at, at, at fault. There was a, an area where progressive thinking was getting to, around to choke us, you know. And I've been watching this through the years. I waited a long time for my children, and I kept watching certain other children grow up, and I could see some mistakes that were being made, and I vowed that I wouldn't make them. Of course, I don't know, one never knows, but I'm trying, I'm trying. But for two people who do not have any children, you certainly have some good ideas, and you should have children. Thank you, we will. I hope so. So do I. And God bless you for talking to me today. Oh, we've loved Lucy, it. Lucy, we enjoyed it. I wish everyone could be here and see this beautiful view of San Francisco. Isn't right it now. something? It really is. The fog is coming in over the bay now. Isn't it marvelous? It's a beautiful huh? time to say goodbye. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Aren't they a delightful couple? Jack Bean and his lovely wife, Mitzi Gaynor. Have a nice weekend, everyone. Drive carefully, and I'll see you Monday, when my guest will be Mr. Hal King. Director of Makeup for Max Factor here in Hollywood. Hal will have many valuable hints for the ladies on the application of makeup, and I think it will be well worth your while to tune in. Bye. Are you loving Let's Talk to Lucy? Then you have a real treat in store for you. A new episode is being released every week on the SXM app and wherever you listen to podcasts.